0: Hello, this is episode 295 of the Purple Psychology Podcast. I'm Nisha Reddy. So I was re- drawn to record another podcast for you this week. I've been in a very sort of reflective mood, I guess. It's interesting, I was going to be in this really reflective space all day yesterday and I didn't really know why until the afternoon, until I saw a couple of Facebook memories. But while I was working on something yesterday morning, I ended up actually going back some work I had done in 2014 to to look at something because it reminded me of somebody else I had worked with then and I was really struck by just how much more evolved my own work is and how much more there is to it. It was very striking for me and it turned out later on in the afternoon I realized that it was 13 years since I had got the keys to my school. I remember I got them on Chinese New Year. It wasn't my year, it it wasn't a dragon year. I'm not sure it was a very auspicious year, actually, to start a new venture. But anyway, we got there. And I was also struck by another post that I I put out maybe about four or five years ago of all the notebooks in my office. And the first of all, I think there was 50 and then there was 90 when I shared it. And I I have no idea how many there are now. But those notebooks are all completely filled with other people's lives and other people's journeys and my own as a reflection of those. But that's what I'm surrounded by. And so another theme of my work in the last couple of weeks, this has sort of been said to me quite a few times, because I, I people don't understand, I do quite a lot of calls with families. I do calls to initially set up sessions, obviously do the session, and then I do calls afterwards, so that everyone kind of understands where everyone else is at. And it's worth putting in that time and putting in that effort. And one of the aspects, I guess, that I see is that Many times, well, the the only thing that all the people who come to me have in common is that they've all been to a lot of other people to work with them. And I sometimes find the aspect of what people say to them is, is very limited because ultimately the person sitting opposite them wants them to become them. They want them to think like them, to work like them, to travel through the world, to want their things. Like when I had a psychologist report written, the last one I had written at 16, I I had three assessments done throughout my life, the first at four, the second at around eight, and the last one at 16, and then I refused to do any more. Now that I reflect back on it, that person didn't understand me, and most of the suggestions they made for me were things that what normal 16-year-olds should be wanting to be doing, and they said that I was putting too much pressure on myself, um, trying to do things way beyond myself, and that I shouldn't care so much about that, like that I should just want to be into clothes and going out clubbing and finding myself a boyfriend and, you know, it's sort of ridiculous suggestions. Not understanding that I really felt I had this deep sense of needing to achieve, not for me, but for others coming after me and that it was going to take time for me to, to find my style and find my mojo and it was never going to be really girly. And I certainly didn't want a boyfriend, and that wasn't going to happen any time. you know, so all the suggestions they made were quite ridiculous. One that's come up a lot recently for me is this idea of people being almost you know emotionally stunted because <laughs> we have this view of what emotional should be and what feelings should be and One of the great aspects of personality theory is to be able to explain differences to people, to parents, because they might have a very large feeling component in their personality. And their child might have a very large thinking component. Separately, what that means is it's kind of how you make decisions. So feeling people will essentially base them on gut feeling. And thinking people will be more analytical. Feeling people will be more expressive in their physicality and in their facial expressions. And thinking people can be a little bit more of a blank slate in a sense of you don't always have a read of what they're thinking. And both of those skills are required in the world. We need people to make decisions based on just a huge emotional connection and feeling. And we need people to make decisions based on data, and on strategy, on an, an analytics, and thinking out the pros and cons. So there is a place in society for both of those. But then it gets a little bit more complicated, because as you start to bring in the other aspects of whether the person is introverted or extrovert, those feelings will be quite internalized in relation to their internal self. I mean, in, in, in relation to their experiences, or they'll be very externalized. They'll think about their feelings in relation almost to maybe caring to an extreme about what everyone outside of them thinks. And then again, there's another aspect to that. We have to think about how people go about tasks and how they get involved in something. And an intuitive person, an intuitive child particularly, will always stand back a little. They'll always pause a little bit. They'll step back and they'll think, you know, do we really like this person? Do we, do we want to smile at them or not? I'm not, not really sure. And a sensing child will be incredibly more sort of stuck in, a lot more tactile. They'll be the child who wants to touch everything in the room, even when they're told not to. And so as you get older, there will still be that moment of, pause for you to have a sort of um, an internal conversation and an internal vision rather than just trying something out by trial and error to see what happens when you do that, to see what happens when you say that, to see what reaction you get. And so when you put that all together, people process feelings very differently and they need very different experiences met back to them. And it's not that everyone suddenly grows up and gets to a certain age and becomes like really touchy-feely and wants in a huge emotional response to what they say to you. They may always have a more straightforward way of being in the world. And often, as they go through the ages, particularly from 12 to 16, they'll be kind of like, they won't understand the motivations of other people's games when you have a very thinking component. Because you're very straightforward, and what you put out into the world and what you do is what you expect other people to do. You're not looking for hidden depths and hidden agendas and hidden responses. When you listen, you just listen, whereas often we only listen to respond. People are not really listening to the conversation. And I often feel working with people Don't actually listen for the person opposite them to become themselves. A bit like my report, they listen to make you into what they think people need to grow up to be by 16. What milestones they expect you to hit at 17 and 18. As one of my students put it to me, I didn't fit on their spreadsheet. And so when you work with people, for me... And this, I guess, is what what I've learned over the last 13 years. I've learned to look at myself, and I was never an overly reactive person. I've learned to analyze all of my own thoughts and my own reactions. I've learned to really make sure that the advice that I give is for that person and not for me, and not for their parents either. I've learned that those parameters really need to be teased out, that it's the combinations of differences that make us who we are. And I've learned that it's those differences too that make us react to our environments. And they make us either go along with generational patterns or rebel deeply against them and not even know why we do that. But it's certainly not about making the people opposite me me. I've been fortunate enough to, to meet many people that remind me of aspects of me and to be able to share with them my own challenges and my own journey. And just the sense of what I say to people who are like me is that, and I say to their parents, it's a very long life path. You'll do lots of things and you'll appear to master lots of things and jump around. And then you add them all up together to make something new. But you're going to need to take the time to do that. Well, there's different advice I give to different people. That's just the advice that I give to my younger self.